All right. Well, welcome back, John. Ah, thanks, Jim. Good to be back. Yeah. So, um, Dreamsville is kind of our latest uh, how-to video mm -hmm. on the on the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, so I thought we'd go through a little bit of kind of going back and forth on our our take of the uh, you know the harmony and stuff. So uh, when I talk about tunes with students, I generally talk about like what what the ear is expecting right. to hear and how something is fitting with that or not fitting with that. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I generally like say okay. Key of C or C major, D minor, E minor, mm -hmm. F major, D dominant, A minor, B uh, minor seven flat five, mm -hmm. um, or diminished, or whether you're talking right. about triads or whatever. But um, but those are the kind of the general things that the ears are gonna gonna expect. And and sometimes even I did this on on banjo with a student the other day. It was you know they've got like no understanding of music theory, you know? <laughs> uh, not banjo. Not a banjo players in general, but but this, this particular one. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm just like I'm in a noodle on a bunch of notes, and you just listen to it. You don't have to analyze anything, and then I'm gonna play the tonic, you know, mm -hmm. and you're gonna hear that as the tonic. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like you you don't have to crunch any numbers. You don't have to go into the theory. It's just your ear. If I if I play in the key of G for long enough, and then I play a G, yeah, that's what your brain is expecting. Your brain is yeah, it's expecting that that's like home. That's whatever you want to call it. That's right. like the tonic. So, um, so the same same concept here. So that's how I oftentimes talk about it. So when we have you know C major and we're in the key of C, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden we have G minor, you know yeah. the the ear. Is you know if you if you do a little you know resolution yeah. in the key of C and then your ear is gonna hear that there's a G major there's nothing real analytical about it yeah. but you're gonna hear G major going to C but in this tune they're playing around with your expectations at least that's yeah. my perception <laughs> so you get. G yeah, which minor, is gorgeous. So it makes it so pretty, you know. Yeah, sitting over the sitting C. over the same C. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of a cool aural effect, I think, um, and uh, nothing to really overanalyze there, other than it's it's minor, you know, and um, you know we're kind of expecting a uh, maybe a dominant seventh or something. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, but like we talked about, you know, it is in the previous video. It, it's Mancini. Yeah, and he, so good at surprising you. Yes. Yeah. 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 He just he just made everything work. Yeah. Uh, which I think is why Jacob Collier is such a huge fan of Henry Mancini. Uh, okay. Because Collier will tell you there is no such thing as a wrong note. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like Miles said. There's there's no wrong notes. It's the note you play after it. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just these these lovely. And they're very cinematic, very surprising. Mm -hmm. Yeah, moody maybe. Yeah, very very definite. And it's yeah. funny how that minor G minor nine is such a relaxing sound. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from the sea. Yeah. You, you really wouldn't expect that. Yeah. If yeah. you were being all analytical and music schooly about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as kind of almost a little aside, but it's sort of related. Um, there was. 
one uh, schooly kind of uh, music professor who who would say, um, and I didn't have him as a teacher, but I would hear overhear this, and I'm not going to get this exactly right, but he said, uh, you know, uh, the the minor five is like a is like a unicorn. You know it exists, but you've never seen one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of kind of a funny little. Thing. I I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of like you know, um, you know this little kind of minor five. But I think he was mostly talking about it in the context of minor, but yeah. uh, minor keys. But anyway, so that's that, and then. Um, yeah, we get this nice little shift. So we go to looking at measure five or four. Sorry, um, we have the minor, minor nine and eleven. Minor nine, kind of a cool voicing. So we're keeping that C, yeah, up on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then we have this little shift into mm-hmm. the F sharp nine and into this uh, C minor nine. Over the F, over the F, which is kind of rel- in a relative sense, it's it's the same as the G minor of a C, right? You know, so and that's it's kinda... and the, the amount of motion that he's built in. Yeah, this again something if you've watched us before, especially me spouting off here. I love inner motion mm-hmm. and chords. I love seeing yeah that stuff. And where he's so we've got you know C, C major nine, so we've got that D there, mm-hmm. got an E and a D. Got G minor nine, so we got the D is mm-hmm. still in that chord, but we have an A mm-hmm. in there. So we're it's like he's playing with two fives, and then you got the F F sharp nine. Yeah. So that's a B flat or A sharp technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's moving he's moving up in the extensions. Yeah. So where he's he's got that and then he gets you to So it's, yeah, it's this whole inner, so yeah, where you've got that. But he's giving you on top of that. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, and how, you know, how to improvise, you know, on some of that, you know, I think that's that's where some of this, the um, viewers, you know, might be interested too is, is how, how do you, Kind of work with that um, as far as improv too. Yeah, I mean that that bar four is is an interesting measure. Thankfully, that F sharp nine is only one beat. Right, right. It's so you a could really. It's a passing tone. You know, yeah. Just kind of outline it real quick and and maybe mm-hmm. move over or or, or just, even just play a couple of notes or, or just or take a breath there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Play play three beats of the G minor nine eleven. Yeah, take a breath. Yeah. The next thing, yeah, you know, let whoever's comping behind you deal mm-hmm. with that, or yeah. let yeah. Or, or leave the motion in the bass mm-hmm. and just don't worry about it, yeah, yeah. Because there's F sharp, be so easy if that was an F sharp minor because mm-hmm. we'd still have that A in there, yeah, but we don't, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting shift. It's it's it's, it's hard to like kind of pigeonhole it as like functional in a certain specific way. Yeah, you know, it, it's weird. Yeah, it is definitely not a textbook kind of thing. It yeah. is 
absolutely about that descending motion mm-hmm. in the root of each chord while you have that ascending motion in the extensions. Yeah, yeah. So he's giving, he's letting you do this. Mm-hmm. And as a lot of Mancini stuff has a choir in it, yeah, that makes perfect sense. He's <laughs> <laughs> got yeah. con- contrary yeah, motion totally. going on maybe between like tenors and altos or something yeah. inside a chord. Yeah, yeah, yep. Very cool. Uh, so let's check out this um, this D- little D minor, um, E flat minor to E minor on the next next mm-hmm. line of the lead sheet. Um, so this is kind of an interesting uh, moment. We have this F in the melody, we're in treble clef, uh, F in the melody. And then that's, that's a whole note. Right. right, and then but there, the harmonic rhythm is half notes. So you have this little shift, which turns this. You know, this this F feels like nothing special. At least that's my perception on the D minor. It's just a characteristic of that chord, mm. and then all of a sudden it becomes, you know, this really pretty nine. Yeah, minor nine. It's like wow, that's really. So the same, same note, and then it's just handled underneath mm-hmm. uh, differently. Well, he's given of. us almost the same, effectively the same motion as bars uh, like four and five. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it's he's he's kind of he's well, he's going the other direction. Mm-hmm. So he's dropped he's dropped yeah, it a fifth. Root. Yeah, and he's going the other direction. Yeah, let's turn it around. Turn us. Yeah, yeah, and it's. But in, but it's that same going yeah that D E flat instead of you know he's got G to F sharp mm-hmm. there and then it, it's so cool it's this bookended yeah motion yeah and then we get the uh, E minor and I kind of like how the harmony you know it it. It changes chords on four. You know, it's, it's not mm-hmm. necessarily that predictable uh, one and three right. sort of thing. So you get this nice little motion over uh, to the. Yeah, it, it's it's funny. You feel it's almost like a false three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and the, the the three is always you know a little bit of kind of an odd one. Right, because it's strictly in the key, like we were talking about with the expectations. You get a, a flat nine on that on, on the note, you know, on the chord. So a lot, a lot of times you hear it going dominant. I think for that reason, because if you want to hear the flat nine, um, it's it's a little bit it's it's much more pleasant to have a, a major dominant yeah. kind of sound on it. Um, I mean the the flat nine on minors is almost almost I hate to say it but it's almost a no no, you know. Yeah. And it's like kind of like okay uh, I could hear it in maybe certain contexts but if you're Schofield or Stern yeah carry on that yeah <laughs> keep going with it. <laughs> I think uh, yeah and I think in a melodic sense I, I think it, it's to, it's totally fine too. Um, mm-hmm. Those guys play a lot of single lines but right as far as like a chord. Um, yeah, I'd probably get some funny looks if I if I played that. You're getting into real sort of cluster chord yeah. thinking instead of sort mm-hmm. of a harmonic yeah. structure. Yeah. Um, but on top of the theor- theoretical third, mm-hmm. we have rhythmically, mm-hmm. it's an almost three feel. 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're so, saying now. But, yeah. yeah, but, yeah, I was, yeah, I kind of... I was thinking about both, the three chord, but, But yeah, that's okay. the same thing. Is the yeah. three chord, too, is, it's this weird sort of suggested third. Yeah. But, um, but rhythmically, yeah. because he's giving you one, two, three, four, one, one two, three, yeah, I, four. I, 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 didn't even, I didn't even think about that. So if you... Okay, it's pretty cool. Cut time, so it's... You know, it's in four, but you mm. could think of it as three and one each time. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, and, and it totally change the feel, mm -hmm. but make it a little more propulsive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a really cool insight. That's something I've been thinking about a lot with, uh, with as far as some of my writing efforts is. Uh, I, I really want to make that a part of of writing is like odd time signatures and then it just sort of whiplashing you over mm -hmm. you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to do well, something else so that that's kind of that's kind of cool to think about it that way yeah and because there are lyrics it's if you look that fourth beat we have the word in we have ing we have a we mm -hmm. have a y mm -hmm. and we have we it's all single syllable mm. so he's he's using that fourth beat yeah as a breath yeah, yeah. Thing. It's Mancini. I mean, the man is a genius. Yeah. And it's so cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> it does give you sort of this one, two, three, four. One. So you could really pause. Yeah. You could really stretch that fourth beat. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and it, it is Dreamsville, so it is supposed to be somewhat, um, I don't know, dreamlike. Dream, or, yeah. Yeah, just sort of. Um, wild things can happen mm -hmm. um so yeah cool um then yeah the a section uh which is always funny how the chuck share does it because it's not generally the way that i kind of think about it like i would think about this as a a b a with with just a you know a, a slightly different a mm -hmm. on yeah. the second on the second one but um but whenever maybe i should start thinking about it like like they write it out yeah. One, uh, a very long A section, and then B, and then C. But I know that the Sher is very good about getting original charts from composers. Okay. Yeah. When they can, so this is probably how he wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, yeah, because you do have sort of that second half of the A. Mm -hmm. It does change. Yeah. When, you mm -hmm. know, just going from the C major nine to the G minor nine with the eleven on it. Yeah. And the yeah, he had fun with those chords, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the the um, yeah. So the last, let's see, the um, the last uh, do 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 few bars of yeah the the um, well, let's say on the second line, the second second measure and third measure. Yeah, we're gonna have that. Going into C, back to C, and then the last, yeah, and then the last two of of this next section are gonna be, yeah, the D minor, yeah, it's gonna go to E flat, and then back to D minor. So rather than rather than going to the E minor, it goes back to the D. Yeah, that's the part I'm looking at there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you get the D flat. Yeah, 
man in the sea. Yeah. And maybe I should have included the sharp, 11, sharp nine on the arrangement, but I tended to put the, um, the natural nine. So that's where, you know, like we talked about on the, um, on the, uh, uh, uh behind the scenes one, um, you know, make it your own, mm -hmm. you know, take what I did and, you know, adjust it to your taste. Um, yeah. I mean, for the, for the viewers. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the sharp nine does give you the four of the last chord of the A section mm -hmm. does get, gives you, that gives you a four one in there. Mm -hmm. that, that's his classical training coming through. There. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we, we yeah. will now go amen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so again, it's that inner harmony movement that he's yeah he's doing really cool things with. Yeah. Whereas because he's keeping for those the last three bars of the A section, there's an F. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's really. Actually, the last four bars. <laughs> He's really holding that yeah. four chord. Yeah. It's yep. kind of extra long. Mm -hmm. to, yeah, he's getting his point across. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So the bridge section, we've got a lot of these uh, minor two fives happening, um, or at least starting out and then maybe mm -hmm. a little later. So these minor seven flat fives. So those are things that we we just really have to work work with as musicians. Um, it's just another flavor of of two fives, but oftentimes on minor, sometimes on major. Yeah, it's like I I, I look at that that F sharp minor seven flat five, mm -hmm. really cool chord, but you could almost almost treat it as a C six. Okay. Well, like a uh, like a C half diminished. Mm -hmm. The six. Okay. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's kept you in C, but he hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So a six and a sharp eleven. Get this F sharp minor here. So they, they've got the D over the F sharp, um, or as an alternate change, do the B minor seven. Okay, then we have the F. Very pretty. Yeah. And then we have the G sharp minor seven flat five. Okay. So one thing of the chord melody you could do is. Just a little inversion, you know, reposition, and then first inversion um, to help out with those. Yeah. yeah, and bass players out there watching, watch that flat five. Mm -hmm. You know, nines and elevens, okay, easy. It's a two or a four. Yeah, we can move around, but that flat five is vital. Yeah, it's very important because if you get that wrong. It's your fault, not the soloist. You yeah. can't blame it on the soloist this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a yeah. It's a fundamental part of that that chord. Mm -hmm. So it's really important not to play a natural five. Yeah. On that. Yeah, because they're telling you that it's yeah, it's basically diminished or half diminished, depending on 
uh, what's going on here. Yeah. But yeah, you have to absolutely have to hit it. Have to hit that. Yeah. Uh, especially like in the beast that F sharp minor seven flat five to a B seven. So they could just write pedal B for that whole bar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. So um, that's that's kind of a cool thing. If you, if you play, um, you know, a B and you're thinking kind of B7, you have sort of a sus with a flat nine sort of sound, uh, which is kind of cool. And then you can just t change the third. And then, and then, yeah, so you, absolutely, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, so that's something for bass players. Look at parts like that where you can pedal. Yeah. Especially where you've got a lot of motion because you got that data, da 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 Yeah. Pardon my singing. You've got a lot of harmonic motion mm -hmm. in the melody and in the chords. Yeah. Sometimes you got to get out of the way. Yeah. So just pedaling yeah. a B there. Just, you know, hit a B, grab a beer, wait for the next bar to come along. <laughs> right. It's a slow tune. Yeah. Um, and you could keep that B going halfway through the next bar. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, improvisation, too. Um, you can play the five over the whole two five and let, yeah. let the piano player or other guitarist or vibraphone player mm -hmm. uh, play those changes and, and you're just thinking five, especially on fast tunes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just kind of play that because it's all it's all kind of in there. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's almost like a, a sus sort of sound uh, when you have the you put the, the you put the five as your bass note. And then you put the two over it. Yeah, it just feels like a suspended. It does. Yeah. yeah, which is, and I mean this, I, I love these first three bars of the B section because you can mm -hmm. pedal B for six beats, and you yeah. pedal C sharp mm. for two. Yeah, you can and go, then you can, you can keep that going on that keep, sharp. Yeah, and it's or a natural you can, five on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and or then go in a different direction. And then right? it goes to a D. Yeah, I mean it's D, so just, D yeah. over F sharp, but in that case, I would ignore that F sharp in the bass. Mm -hmm. And go up to the D. Go up to the D. And then if the piano player is playing B minor, then you're playing a third right. on their chord. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, there's there's just that that motion. Yeah. And then gets you up to that F. That's an interesting line though. Mm -hmm. Well, you've got these incredibly pretty chords going on <laughs> over it. You have yeah. this almost Russian-sounding bass line mm -hmm. going underneath it. Yeah, that's cool. See, then the uh, second half of the B section really have this kind of cascading circle of fifths mm -hmm. string of um, of two fives and various minor keys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a pretty long chain. One thing that I like to do, which probably ties into the um, to uh, the bass, is um, and I, I do this in kind of Brazilian comping and also big band mm -hmm. comping, where I will I will play kind of like this sort of this sort of thing.
So then, and, and a lot of times what I'll do is I, I won't, I won't play the six string so much. Right. Uh, but, but, you know, just, just having this, because if you take the same chords and you're, you're trying to force everything into them, your, your voices are going here and then here and then here and then here. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's really just a nice slow path yeah. to do your end. Yeah, to get you there, because that is, the melody's, again, a little busy there, busier than it was in the A section. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it's very linear. Yeah. So I like that, just mm-hmm. doing that, kind of playing with the inversions and doing the walk down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of kind of kind of effective, and then also if you're if you're playing like in the in a big band or especially like the older big band style, um, you're you're really kind of trying to get that tenor part basically. Mm-hmm. You're, you're trying to sit um, above the bass, obviously, right? Um, but not too high into the horns. So you're right. just just getting this little little thing going right (laughs) (laughs) but that or you could just try to sit firmly between the tenors and altos Uh uh-huh yeah yep because i've heard i've worked with guitar players who do that that's kind of their Their that's the spot they're ending Mm -hmm. because the piano is covering a lot the bass is covering a lot the drums are covering a lot yeah yeah people forget drums are a pitched instrument Mm -hmm. despite what some drummers do to them (laughs) Uh, um so yeah so finding that that place (laughs) yeah yeah, it's yeah. Um, we've worked in the same big band, and there are times where you know I look at the bass part, and go, oh, absolutely not, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go up and play around where the tenor trombone is. Mm, yeah, you know, I'm going to I'm going to yeah. sit there. Yeah, because it just makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, the drummer. Drummers are. <laughs> <laughs> we love drummers. Yeah. Like, they're always late. They're always asking for something. Um, <laughs> they are. They're always puzzled that they don't have enough space because they're the last to show up. Uh, well, I shouldn't say all. Of them, no, there. We we worked with a couple. There's one I've been working with for a decade and a half now. Yeah, our friend. Um, mm-hmm. He is there before me wow. usually. Wow. That's, that's and pretty, yeah. I, I am retentive about getting yeah. the gigs early. Yeah. Yeah, I would say he's the ex- he's the exception. Yeah, there's the... there's a couple of guys who are really really early, and the rest of them, yeah, not so much. <laughs> um, yeah, and there is never enough room. There's never enough room for the bass player. Yeah, right? there's never enough room for anybody. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's it's a it's a problem. Yeah, we've we've. Um, were you on that gig in Havre de Grace at the? Did you do that big band gig? Yeah, once? I did one of them. Yeah. And they tried to get me in a little corner uh, yeah. on a riser okay but i was doubling so i had yeah. upright and electric oh yeah yeah and they gave me like this four foot by three foot space wow yeah and i looked at him i was like <laughs> i happening. have to put this base down yeah you know? <laughs> yeah exactly. with the pin out it's six feet long yeah i need to be able to oh yeah <laughs> yeah I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take up physical space. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, but yeah, so bass players think about what the drummer is doing and where he tunes mm-hmm. yeah. because that will change how you, mm-hmm. most drummers tune their kick between sort of 55 and 80. Okay. It's a little kit, it's going to be higher pitched. Yeah. A bigger kit, of course, lower pitched. Most stages ring right around 45. Mm-hmm. 
Big stage is sometimes lower, but usually it's like 45-ish. So you're just above that. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the high-pass filter in the past. Yeah. That's why, but watch where the kick is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because if the kick is there, mm-hmm. if you're not locking exactly with him yeah. at the same pitch, uh-huh. it's a sonic mess. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can play an octave higher if you need to, but yeah. yeah, be aware of what the, it is. like I say, it's a pitched instrument. Be aware of what the drummer is doing and how he's working, yeah. especially on a fast tune or a loud tune. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of notes coming out. Yeah. And I, I did get to, um, uh, use that high, uh, low pass filter mm-hmm. pedal. And, uh, at, at this last, uh, gig that I did. Um, and uh, I loved it. It was really nice. <laughs> really cleans things up. Really, yeah. And you don't then, lose anything. Yeah. And um, I got at least at least one comment from one of the um, horn players, which I think may have related to the pedal, where it was like, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what they said, but but um, but something about the balance or, you know, or how, you know, they could hear me well or something. Right. Um, so, so I was like, okay, that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Cause that, you know, what yeah. you're hearing is not always what someone five feet away is hearing. Oh, definitely. You know, so definitely. And there's so much low end that comes out of a guitar. Yeah. You don't realize mm-hmm. just, you know, stuff that's down in the sort of 30 and 40 Hertz range uh, yeah. from your hand hitting and, mm-hmm. you know, thumps and glint, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I was actually uh, one of my repair customers today picked up the bass and we talked about mm-hmm. that, about yeah. high pass filters. And he's like, oh, yeah, I use it on everything. Wow, okay. He's like, yeah. Especially for pit gigs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah. he's like, you know, there's enough going on and there's probably a timpani player and a, you know, yeah. a synth player, and, yeah. and especially on these modern, um, modern musicals. Yeah. Um, and that's all this guy does is musicals. Wow. Like seven days a week. That's all he plays. And he's like, oh, no, everything has a high pass on it. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> he's like, I cut it hard at 50. Yeah. Because you're still going to hear that. Uh-huh. You know, it's yeah. it's still going to come through because you're not actually hearing 32. Uh-huh. You're hearing 64. Yeah. And we I really hear, hear the we hear the octave above. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, so going to keep harping on it. I've said this multiple episodes. Yeah. High pass filters are your friend. Yeah. And yeah. a low pass can be insanely useful, mm-hmm. uh, especially for our g- guitar players. Yeah. If you're in a bright room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's uh, a, you know, another thing I, you know, so I, I had it on both, both sides. So, um, you know, I think staying away some of the, the bright horn sounds, mm-hmm. just, just staying out of their spectrum a little bit. Sure. I think that that was uh, helpful for them. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, um, you know, the traditional sort of 70s jazz guitar sound, mm-hmm. which is very rolled off yeah. on the top end. It's because a lot of those guys are playing through polytones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which have no top end. Just <laughs> yeah. none. Yeah. I, I don't care what the knob says. There, No, there is none. So you got that very muted. Yeah. And a lot of people have that in their head that that's how. The equipment, I think, uh, shaped shaped you know what some of the modern tones are which are oh. maybe not necessary anymore. yeah because that that, <laughs> that that really rolled off it, it's, yeah. it sounds like a synth yeah it does not sound like a guitar yeah 
Yeah, and I find that, you know, one thing I recommend too, which I, I found helpful for myself was to practice with a lot of high end mm -hmm. um, because you're going to hear a lot of detail, a lot of technical things that need to be mm -hmm. addressed, you know, when you're trying to work on developing technique. Uh, yeah. I, well, I was going to ask, does that also, do you find that that forces you to play maybe with a little more intent? You're a little more careful on your, your right hand? Yeah, picking because that brightness will tear your head off if you, yeah, if you get it wrong. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. it's really yeah. forcing a lot of control. A lot of control, and, and you're muting. Yep, yeah, yeah. I would say it mostly has to do with the right hand. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, yeah, and the right hand is something that I really emphasize in my private lessons, uh, which everybody wants to ignore, unfortunately. <laughs> I know everybody gets worked up about this. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's easy. Mm -hmm. This. This yeah. is the tricky bit. It is. It's very tricky. Setting things in motion and yeah. Yeah. Starting and stopping. Mm -hmm. Yep. Stopping notes. Stop. Yeah. That's right. You know, I'm I'm working on the on the baseline for uh, Tipitinas, mm -hmm. and um, this uh, it's not a particularly hard part. It's like kind of. I'm working a lot on that last note when it cuts off. Oh yeah, you know, like what key is that in? It's an A, A minor. So I'm doing a lot of listening on like trying to hear when he's cutting that very last note and. Yeah. Um, you know, is that Jeff Andrews on that? Or? Um, I, I forgot his name, but um, I'm not sure who's on the album. Yeah. But I, I've watched some live versions. I can't remember his name. Right yeah, I, I know. I'm always careful to, yeah, shortcut. Mm. Yeah, you know, really doing that, the little pops. Little, yeah. I'd yeah. rather, I'd rather that was a little more percussive. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you could. You know, be easy to let that ring. And I almost didn't notice the very last note, you know, by ear. I almost didn't hear the attack on it. But as I've been listening, I'm like, you know, that, yeah, there is something. It doesn't hit it real hard, but. No, it's ghosted. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the little things like the right hand can control those those mm -hmm. elements, like how, how loud or, or soft you play something. Mm -hmm. And when you cut it off, like you're saying. Yeah, stuff, yeah. I've, I find uh, this is my my one of my many rants uh, but about amplifiers and the reason I use QSCPA speakers mm -hmm. they stop mm. a lot of bass cabinets the note doesn't stop it rings the, the cabinet's ringing the cabinet's ringing along and yeah. no <laughs> when I stop the note that's where I meant it to stop yeah, yeah. but so many cabinets yeah they, they it's a big sound it makes a big noise well it is noise yeah <laughs> you know it's it, yeah. the cabinet won't get out of your way yeah, yeah. Uh, some amps are that way too. Yeah. The, the, so, um, yeah, yeah. Pay attention to the right, the right hand. It's like I'm working on the the, the whole kind of Hadrian Farad, Dominic Di Piazza. Okay. Thing. Dominic put out a book. Okay. Which I have. Yeah. It's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> but just getting that. I like that. I like that technique. I've only worked on it a little bit, but um, uh, even just with one finger, I know you're using a couple of fingers, mm. but 
Um, I, I've seen uh, uh, Schofield do that a bit, you know, kind of the thumb index. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah, it's pretty but, cool. Yeah. Yeah, you can work on that one too. Yeah. You can do plenty and it's really even. Yeah. It's surprising. You wouldn't think yeah. that your attacks would be so even and tonally yeah. similar. Uh huh. Nice. Um, so, cool. So much practice to do. <laughs> yeah, I know. It kind of it kind of never ends. Uh, there's always something. And uh, mm. it's funny, like uh, as I like progress uh, technically, it's I'm going more and more to the conventional <laughs> technique. <laughs> I was like, you know, sometimes I get on my students for like taking the long scenic route on a lot of stuff. And I keep telling them to do the same thing, but I'm guilty of it too. It's like you know. The, the standard way to hold a pick is really just, it's just kind of the best. It kind of works, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, so I, I, yeah, I've been trying to refine it. And that, sometimes you don't notice, like I was telling somebody, like you you get on stage and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, I'm not not really pulling that off. Um, you know, mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know, and a, a lot of that for me early on was was the right hand, really. It was, mm -hmm. it was like, it just wasn't together enough. Um, so, um, and when I did, um, the, the red one a few mm -hmm. months ago, did a video on, on the channel. Um, you know, I, re I really had to commit on that to the standard way of holding a pick, right. <laughs> you know, cause yeah. if you get too much into this, um, it, it that, just doesn't, that, there's no control there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're, when you hold it, you know, with, with the uh, you know kind of quote unquote correct technique, uh, you you deliver a punchiness and a mm -hmm. and a transfer of, of power and energy that's yeah. that's just efficient and it's it's there. It's yeah. Present, well, so. you're taking advantage of your the whole wrist and the back of the hand. Yeah. That way, because yeah, that end on thing, mm -hmm. you're sort of here forward. Yeah. There's yeah. not a lot of power there. Yeah. There, it's, and it's very little control. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the only person who's allowed to do anything different is Matteo Mancuso. Uh huh. Yeah, but I, he looks like he's got some pretty awesome technique with uh, finger picking. Well, that, I, I don't know if I've seen. Does he that, do plectron picking? Nope. Okay, he so is, he does. He is yeah. a, his father is a like flamenco and Spanish player. Ah, uh, okay. So that's how so that's that's where he got it. Yeah, yeah. So he only does. Yeah. Because I see his fingers like doing it's like it's like a little uh, crab or something. Yeah. And sometimes he he's just straight on. It looks like a almost like bass players kind of used to do with. Yeah. 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 So he's doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes yeah he's like this or mm -hmm. he'll turn it. Yeah. But he doesn't. He did an interview, really wonderful interview with Rick Beato. Okay. Um, where he talked about. Yeah. That and it's fun to watch just for Beato's face, because every time he plays, you, you see Rick just go. Oh. <laughs> and then he then he's like, okay, well I'm doing it like this, and this is this sound, and this is this sound. It's just. Yeah. Yeah, but cool. it, he's the only one who's loud. <laughs> yeah. He's got, he's got a license. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, let's uh, uh, call it on this video. Mm -hmm. But yeah, thanks so much for watching, and we'll yeah. see you all in the next one. See you next time.